0: Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle,
1: whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder, and globetrotter, Catherine Turner.
0: Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle. And in today's episode, it's an interview with my good friend and business owner, Emma Dalton known to her followers as Emma Reseller. Emma is still very much at the beginning of her entrepreneurial journey, and actually in many ways she considers herself more of an accidental entrepreneur. She very abruptly quit her corporate job in London uh, just a couple of years ago with no plan and no savings in place, and she has spent the last 18 months building two very successful e-commerce businesses from scratch now from that you can probably understand why I wanted to get this interview with her I think it's really interesting to see people still very much at the beginning of their journey but actually how much can be achieved in just a very short space of time we covered so much in the interview that feeling of imposter syndrome you know Emma didn't really want to be necessarily called an entrepreneur and we we're trying to figure out what kind of What was the name? Businesswoman, business owner. Um, And, you know, if you've got that feeling as well, it's completely normal. Um, Not worrying if you haven't got it all figured out yet Uh, how she started her business with just 50 pounds in her pocket. uh, Really, that minimizes the downside. And her advice around that is, you know, just start. But of course, if it's right for you. And we talked about that as well, that entrepreneurialism isn't necessarily right for everyone, but. She had some great tips in there wherever you are on your journey as well. We talked about income versus profit, uh, profit margin percentage versus minimum profit value. And oh my goodness, so, so much more. Um, I really enjoyed doing this interview. I think there's lots of stuff we covered, plenty of quotes in there as well. And uh, the odd friends reference in there, um, it had to be done. Um, so yes, this is interview with my friend and business owner, Emma Dalton, I hope you enjoy. Hi there, and welcome to Leverage your Lifestyle. And I've got with me my good friend and businesswoman. We'll, we'll probably mm. get to <laughs> how you want to divide yourself, but uh, welcome, Emma Dalton, to Leverage your Lifestyle
1: podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Ah, it's all good. It's all good.
0: So uh, I thought it'd be a good idea, as probably a lot of my listeners wouldn't necessarily know who you are mm-hmm. um, and
1: what you do. Just to give a bit of intro to yourself and your business. Right. Well, I am an e-commerce businesswoman. Let's Mm -hmm. call me a businesswoman for now. I've got two e-commerce businesses, mainly eBay. I started an Etsy one very recently, but it is growing quite quickly. Um, I started about 18 months ago and yeah, I'm I'm sort of on the eBay business track. Cool.
0: Um, So a little bit of background about how I know Emma. We've actually known each other. I was (laughs) trying to work out how many years, but I'm just going to say we've known each other since we were 11 Uh, because we went to secondary school together. (laughs) (laughs) We won't go in how many years? Um, Lots have changed since then. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to get Emma on the podcast because I know, well, for one, a lot of our friends are interested in what you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're always asking me what I do, but also (laughs) what Emma does as well. And so, you know, this one's also for our friends, but for the listeners of the podcast, I really wanted to get into some of the how-to of e-commerce businesses, um, businesses that can be maybe run alongside your job mm-hmm. um, can maybe be good for people who uh, only want to work maybe part-time but want to work for themselves. Yep. And I just felt like Emma had great knowledge and experience now in working for herself, putting up her own business, <laughs> and I wanted to get a bit of background in it. And I thought you listeners would uh, really enjoy this. So, um, So let's get into that what would you call yourself? So we're having a little bit of discussion before we hit record.
1: Um, and yeah, I, I suppose I'll leave it leave it to you. Yeah. I mean, by definition, I feel like I am an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, am I comfortable with that? I I feel like I'm an accidental entrepreneur. I feel like I've almost, I've done it by accident. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard your um, interview with Khadija mm-hmm. yep. and you talked about the term mumpreneur. Yes. <laughs> and a little bit to me, and oh this might be like an awful thing to say, <laughs> <laughs> but entrepreneur has become a little bit of like a buzzword. Yes, I, you know, sort of um, younger people ask what they want to do when they grow up, and it's like I want to be a celebrity. Yeah, and it's like, well, what do you? But what do you want to do to be a celebrity? Yeah, and I feel like entrepreneur is a little bit like that. It's sort of an umbrella mm. term, but actually, what? Business, like fundamentally, you're a business person who owns a business and what business do you want to, you know, make you an entrepreneur, but that shouldn't be your main focus, Uh if that makes sense. And I think when I was listening to the, you know, the one with Khadija, which was super interesting... I got both points, Yeah, but it kind of aligns. I was like, I think for her, Mumpreneur's right because her book is so linked to that. Yeah, And like, it's such a good brand. But actually, you know, I think you mentioned like, but you're limiting yourself and the sort of the scale you can have. And I was like, but the scale you have is your business. Yeah. Like it's your business. It's not whether you're an entrepreneur or not, if that makes sense. So I think... I went into a bit of a rant there already. <laughs> How many minutes are we in? Uh, <laughs> <Two. three. Good. laughs> you know what I'm like. So good. So good. But yeah, so I, I definitely consider myself a business person more mm-hmm. so, but kind of an accidental entrepreneur. And I do like the idea of motivating people, mm-hmm. but I think that comes second to my core role of what I want to do in business. If yeah. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, completely. So i uh I've put it out there on some of the communities obviously we've got the online leveraged lifestyle um community as well if you're not already a member make sure you're a member uh, we've got people listening in seventy countries and I know we Ooh. haven't got all the seventy countries uh active in the community online on Facebook so do come and join but one of the things I put on there was asking um you know I had uh, Jamie Sarah the interview just before mm-hmm. this one's about to go live um and I knew we were going to have this interview coming up and I really wanted to um, make sure that um, the community got to ask some questions around what it all meant to be. Because I think you're right. This whole term of entrepreneur, I think a little bit people maybe are scared by it sometimes (sighs) as well. Like uh, you mentioned that people feel like you've got to have it all figured out before you can be an entrepreneur, before you can be a business person. And you're saying maybe you you didn't have it all figured out. Mm, I don't, I mean, I still definitely (laughs) don't. Like, I I don't know.
1: I feel, I think I was saying to you, like, I I have a bit of an imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. sort of complex. And, you know, I have massive wobbles of what am I going to do next? Like, I feel, I hear people speak and they're, you know, they have their next 20 years planned. Mm. And for me, I, I definitely have goals and I do have plans, but they are very much sort of dynamic. They yeah. do change a lot. Um, so I think it's important to have that. But I definitely sort of wave in and out of ideas. I, uh, the interview I did listen to with Sarah. Jamie, Jamie Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No? Um, and her definitely, definitely comment. Mm. And there are so many things that come in and then, you know, your, your values might change or your circumstances mm. change. And then something that maybe was a definitely, definitely or a sort of, you know, 100% something you want to do. Yeah kind of goes out again because mm. everything is so changeable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely do not have it all figured <laughs> out. And I think I'm still in the very early stages. Yeah. Like I, I only quit my job a couple of years ago. I only started this business like about eighteen months ago. Yeah. Um yeah, I still feel like it's very early doors for it. So yep. it would be it would be odd to have it all figured out. Yep. So yeah, that that's some um,
0: I I think that's some great advice in that, in the sense that don't worry, you don't have to have that all figured out. Um, And interestingly, funny enough, uh, Jamie Sarah did put a post the other day that definitely, definitely will change along the way. Um, So, you know, (laughs) perfect uh, uh, full circle there. Um, But actually, it's one of the reasons I got you on as well. So uh, I'm probably a little bit further ahead in kind of my business journey, Mm -hmm. having quit my job back in 2013. So I'm a little bit, had a few more years in it. And actually what I quite liked about bringing you on was the fact that, that other people still maybe about to make that transition still new to the transition you you can really relate to that yeah um, so what i want to know kind of segue nicely into that is what was that decision was there a moment was there a was it building up was it and then and then kind of what happened next once you finally made that decision to say i'm gonna leave my job and maybe just explain a little bit about what your job was
1: yeah. Okay. Well, I used to be a quantity surveyor mm-hmm. and then I did transition into project manager just before I, well, not just before I left, but about a year before I left yeah. for a built asset consultancy in London, Yeah, like one of the top firms. Um, yeah. I, I didn't hate my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, you know, it was a, it was a good job. There were lots of elements of it that challenged me and I did enjoy, I think. And there was no, um, there was no massive moment mm-hmm. specifically. I mean, you know, the story. I literally went in one Tuesday of May. It was in May. I can't remember the exact date. I know you give the date of your, when you quit, but I can't remember. I think I've blocked it out. Um, And in the morning, I didn't even know I was going to quit. I literally was having a conference call on a project and it was, you know, a million pound plus project. And I think we spoke about pen holders for about 20 minutes. Pen holders. Yeah. And I was like, I like, it was to do with a fit out. I mean, it wasn't completely unrelated, (laughs) but I mean... You know, you think I just got to the point, where I was like, I will pay for the pen holders. Can we just move? And I, I just came away going, I don't care enough. I just don't care enough. And I mm. remember um, having a conversation with my line manager maybe a few months before that, mm-hmm. where um, I said to her, I quoted um, the uh, quote by Einstein. I think it was Einstein. I do throw quotes in everywhere, so I could be wrong. <laughs> and it's, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will always think it's stupid I I might have I
0: might have um paraphrased slightly do you know what we'll find that quote and we'll make sure like we've got it but it's definitely Einstein yeah yeah Yeah,
1: and I I think I just that was me I was like I've never you know I've kind of been relatively successful at school and Mm -hmm. you know work and generally and I was just starting to feel really incompetent and I knew I wasn't giving my oil oil oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah. So I think it just, it all kind of came to a head. And that afternoon I handed in my notice
2: wow.
1: and quit. I then rang my partner of the time <laughs> and I was like, oh, um, I've just quit my job. FYI. <laughs> we didn't live together. I mean, you know, so our lives were yeah. massively interlinked in that sense. Yeah. Um, but he certainly, you know, he was at uni. He'd sort of later <laughs> in life decided to go back and study. So he wasn't <laughs> in a position to support me. Yeah. Um, and his response, which was great. He was like, well, let's just go to Italy for the summer. So <laughs> I, I mean, I had no plan. Like mm. I hadn't I because I didn't know I was gonna do it, I hadn't set up any sort of other income or side hustle or any of that to yeah. allow for it. So um yeah have I answered all your questions I feel like did no, I No
0: it's brilliant. And <laughs> like there's a certain level, you know, people might go, that's kind of crazy and mm. stupid or people might go, oh it's like crazy brave and like both. wow. <laughs> yeah a bit of both probably I'm sure <laughs> but so did you have to work out a notice
1: period or how did, like, what happened then next? Yeah. So I had, um, I think I had five. I mean, I think I only owed four weeks, but I think we agreed, like, we'll do five weeks because it took it to a nice number. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that gave me that I would get a full month sort of wage on top once I ended, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I basically started, I knew I was going to Italy for the summer. Yes. And in that time... I was like, right, I've got a month now to get a bit of a plan, like <laughs> a very quick yeah. plan, not a <laughs> lifelong plan, let's say. But I think I was like, right, I'm going to take the summer in Italy mm-hmm. to come up with an actual plan for how I'm going to earn money long term. Yeah. But in the short term, I need to come up with a plan to make sure I have enough money for Italy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there are two, two sides to it. Yeah. I mean, Italy was actually a really useful tool because I live in London, well, I lived in London at the time. And... um. Yeah, it kind of meant actually I could get someone to rent where I was staying for a short-term let. Yeah. And therefore I actually got rid of that expense for that period. So it might seem frivolous, like, I'm just going to jet off on holiday. (laughs) I've quit my job. But it was more actually that saves me some money. It buys me a bit of time. Mm. And I get to spend time in Italy, which is, you know, never a bad thing. Always a bonus. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so that's what happened. And then in order to save some money for Italy... I actually, this was very before I even considered eBay as a business, Yeah, went through and I was like, right, declutter. Cool. And it was kind of driven from the fact I was about to rent out where I lived. Yeah. So I was like, I need to minimise what I own. Yeah. So I sold lots of stuff, earned some money that way. Um, I think that's all I did. I can't even remember now. I think that's pretty much it. I had another salary that was coming in, so I did have another month's salary yep. to kind of cover me. Um, yeah, so then that happened and then obviously I went away for the summer and that's when... Some more ideas started rolling. None of them at that point were eBay though. Okay. So I think, you know, I had a website yes. for a short period um, yep. called The Independent Earner, which was actually a sort of website blog about how to earn money, mm-hmm. but also had sort of affiliate links to earn me money and that sort of thing through it. Yeah. So, and obviously I would be trying out all the things I was suggesting yep. to earn the money. So that was the, that sort of, and then a bit after that, I got involved in eBay. Cool.
0: So- Yeah. What was, what was the setup of eBay then? How did that kind of come about? Was that a Google search of like how to make some money online or pretty much? much,
1: (laughs) It was, I didn't have, you know, a lot of money to invest in a business. Mm. I had listened to your Amazon um, idea. and I think that sort of resonated with me as as a concept, but I think I did have a fear of outlay and it was all very new still to me that the idea of it. And I think eBay, when I came across that as a idea because i do ebay arbitrage which is sort of reselling, like buying and then reselling individually it's not wholesale or anything like that
0: yeah so it's not like just to clarify there's yeah. people asking in our communities like it's not drop shipping it's not your own products you're getting products at a cheaper amount essentially yeah. um obviously list them, giving them a, a higher value to it yeah um so people don't have to go and get it themselves and exactly. that makes it nice and easy and then you earn your profit on top essentially yeah exactly yeah.
1: um I was going with this before that. But yeah, I think it just seemed like a slightly safer option yeah. with like less outlay. And it just seemed more familiar. I guess I'd, I'd sold on eBay previously, as most yeah. people have, you know, personally. So it didn't it didn't feel so scary. So whilst yeah. it might seem like, oh, you are you know, you don't mind risk. You just jumped out of a job. You know, yeah. there is still, I do still have risk. I am still risk averse in some instances. Yeah. But I think I do have this overriding notion that, things will work out. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you really, you know, if you try hard enough or, you know, you're backed into a corner, essentially, yeah, you know, you'll figure out a way to make it work.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, a massive believer in that, that actually whenever, you know, especially at the beginning of the business, we had a bit of a tough month or like when suddenly we had to support Steve in the business and things like that, you know, a few things, yeah, we cut down on our expenses. Okay. That was kind of one of the first things we did, but then it was like, well, we've got to make this work because, what else? You yeah, know?
1: exactly. Do we
0: want to go back to our jobs? Well, no. Uh, yeah, we could. Or um, you know, Steve went and did some consultancy for a little while just to, yeah. to um, do things like that. But I think it's one of those things that you will find a way. Yeah, if you really want to. That's yeah, the thing as well. That's like, so true.
1: Yeah, you either find a way or you find an excuse. That's it. Good on Mr. Jim Rain. <laughs> oh, uh, that who that is? Yeah, I didn't know. Thank <laughs> you. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Every day school day. Exactly. So um,
0: you said obviously you're not risk averse. Now I know you're. Quite similar to my husband in the sense that you love a spreadsheet. Oh, I do love a spreadsheet. So can't be a quantity survey without mm, loving a spreadsheet. Well, there we go. <laughs> so, um, so I suppose that's another thing actually. We'll kind of, we'll circle back to where I was going to go. Yep. Um, but I always think you take stuff from your job or what you've learned in life so far and you can use that to apply to a business. I think so many people think it's like it's one or the other, mm-hmm. but actually there is definitely a belief for me in a lot of entrepreneurs that I have met or business people that I've met that you take everything you've learned up to that time Hundred percent. and you can put that into a new business
1: yeah so, so no definitely I I have been asked a few times like oh do you wish do you wish you hadn't gone and done that you know you yeah. hadn't got a degree you hadn't got and you hadn't gone and been a quantity surveyor I was like no firstly I did enjoy my time maybe not the job yeah. but the social element I loved bit of free bar at work you know I go on about this free bar all the time Do <sighs> not about working for yourself you've got to pay for these bars now <laughs> <laughs> so true um but oh my god so much I take from it so much of the business side mm. like I wouldn't have had a clue about like setting goals like even just you know smart goals like I wouldn't yeah. have known about that as a concept and yeah. I, I, you know, I, that that is invaluable to what I'm doing mm. now. And I 100% acknowledge that. I would never take that away or think it yeah. was wasted time. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah,
0: that's cool. So back to the spreadsheets. Are there <laughs> any particular kind of numbers within your business that you focus on that you would suggest to our listeners? Like, if you know these numbers in your business, you're going to do okay. Like, there's some basics that you need to know.
1: Um, definitely turnover and profit margin. Mm-hmm. Like, in my, I follow or I'm linked in a sort of ebay community of people who do similar um jobs businesses yeah and a lot of the time speakers of turnover mm-hmm. and i'm like turnover is great and it is important and cash is king and i'm not taken away from that yeah but it, it, you know without the sign of the profit margin side and that it's not anything really yeah. you know like turnover can still be lost Less. like massively <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, doesn't yeah, represent yeah. anything so definitely like profit margin yeah Um, sort of growth I I like my growth month on month quarterly Mm -hmm. that side of it yeah Um, but I'm quite simple I I was actually thinking about this the other day like people always talk about low I I sound again maybe I'm against the curve but like lots of numbers and Mm -hmm. I feel like things get overcomplicated. yeah and I really feel like I need to be making a certain amount Mm -hmm. a month I want it to grow by this amount every month yeah and that's kind of it like I know maybe I'm being really and that's again where I sometimes feel like I'm out of sync with the entrepreneur community or mm. I feel like I'm not very I'm not business minded but I'm not bothered with yeah I think it's something people put too much oh what do you know this number do you know that number do you know I was like mm, I do or I can look it up or I, you know I've yeah. got a spreadsheet that will tell me it very quickly yes <laughs> but actually the fundamentals are am I making the profit I want now and is that profit growing like every period that goes up mm-hmm And that's the numbers I focus on. That's cool. So
0: an episode I did recently was actually um, inspired by some of the questions that the community were putting forward for this interview we're doing now. was So it's episode 29 and it's about the number you need to know if you are thinking about quitting your job. Now, obviously, you didn't necessarily do that. (laughs) I did not (laughs) do that. (laughs) Um, But it's equally, it is that basic number of how much you need to live on each month. Like actually, actually, rather than the figure that you have... Um, always had from say your, your, uh, corporate job, um, and thinking that you need to replace exactly that Mm -hmm. before you could leave the job or, uh, you know, to be safe and comfortable and all that sort of thing. So I appreciate you didn't necessarily do that exercise beforehand, but was there a point where you're like, okay, what do I actually need to get from this business, um, to feel like one I'm covering all my bills yeah, um, for sure. But actually then getting to a point to like enjoying life again,
1: that it's beyond just bills. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, definitely it was an, no- I did come to that number quite quickly. It was over, well, probably wasn't over the summer because actually when I came back from Italy, that's where me and my partner at the time actually moved in together, yeah. which did reduce yeah. my, um, my sort of outgoings. Um, I mean, do you know what, if I'm honest, I probably didn't do a sit down evaluation. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of a mental, yep. um, I know I can probably half what I was earning and live comfortably. Yeah. Um, and that's still with, you know, going out occasionally, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I mean, I think I did a rough calculation. I wouldn't say I was ever, and I, I mean, I do recommend doing it because I listened to that podcast. There you go. And I found it super useful because I know you mentioned about business and yeah. applying it to your business, which I actually do really want to do. And I want to do that in a more structured way. Yeah. So I do think, again, I was sort of flying by the seat of my pants <laughs> kind of <laughs> attitude, which I don't recommend, but it it kind of got me to where I was. And I do yeah. sometimes wonder if I had planned too much, whether I'd planned myself out of doing it. Yeah. If that makes sense. like. For sure. Knowing my character. And I know like it's completely different for everybody. So, you know, you need to know your own character well enough, I think. Yes. Um, But yeah, I did. I did a sort of rough calculation, but nothing formal.
0: Yeah. I think um, it's a good point there. And something that, uh, again, I kind of looked at when I was doing that episode and thinking about, you know, some people are going to be like really regimented and want to know that number down to the last penny mm. other people are like well as long as I'm bringing in roughly about that much I'll be okay yeah. and I'll get through it and I think like you say there's sometimes like people call it, like analysis paralysis mm. like actually you can figure like work too much on the number and actually like I said it may actually stop you yeah. or you might not get there as quickly because you've just panicked yourself some yeah. in some ways um, and actually if you just go for it yeah um you can't go too, too wrong sort of thing.
1: Exactly. Well, sorry, carry on. No,
0: it's, especially you mentioned this particular, so with the eBay reselling, the amount of money needed to get into it wasn't a crazy amount. You didn't have to shell out loads of money. So can we get into a few of the more specifics for our listeners? Um, what,
1: how much I started with?
0: Yeah, that would be really good. And kind of, yeah, what, what you needed to sort of
1: start. Well, I, I started, I think, oh, God. My brain is awful. <laughs> Genuinely, I want to say barely anything. I think my first, I went out and I shop, I tend to shop sort of online or in um, car boots or charity shops. Yeah. That's how I sort of source a lot of it because I sell uh, women's fashion clothing. Quite a lot of vintage pieces and unique pieces. That's kind of the brand. Yeah. Um and I think I literally went out with 50 pounds wow. and I was like, let's see, because again, it's brand new. I didn't want to go yeah. out. I think some people are like, I want to do this and I'm going to go and spend lots of money. But that, again, that's where my sort of appetite for risk maybe was a little bit reined back mm-hmm. because I I wasn't confident. This isn't mm-hmm. something I'd done before. So I didn't want to go into it, you know, completely headfirst.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I went out with 50 pounds. I don't, I had nothing like, <laughs> I had nothing. <laughs> Sounds dramatic. Um, You know, I didn't have anything special. I didn't have any photographic equipment or Mm -hmm. anything like that. It was, I used my phone. I used the floor or a hanger to like lay it flat or whatever. Um, Yeah, I made sure I did it in good daylight. I had a conservatory, so that was helpful. You know, like there really was nothing initially. I mean, I have, you know, I have more equipment now. I have like photography. I mean, I still only use my camera on my phone there we go they're too good (laughs) I'm not I'm not paying out there you go the other ones are too complicated I can't figure out how to use them (laughs) I can click a button on my phone that's it um but yeah like to start out that's why I think I think it's such an attractive option to people who do like a side hustle like you Mm -hmm. know I really am trying to make well trying it is a business and I think it's one that can grow and is scalable to quite a good level
2: yeah
1: but I also do think it You know, maybe where Amazon is a little bit scarier to people if they only do want a side hustle. Yes. Or, you know, you have no sort of idea of that or anything. It can seem a little bit more intimidating, I think. Yeah. Whereas I think eBay isn't that. And Mm -hmm. it it definitely, you know, there's a lot. You can only reinvest once you've sold the items you've got. You're never touching new money, you know, if you don't need to grow it super quickly. I don't know. I just think there really is like such a low outlay on it. Yeah. I'm such an advocate for that.
0: There you go. Well, and I think that's something Katija mentioned in her interview that she started with 20 pounds mm. of cleaning products and just put herself out there and, and got those, those jobs. And I think that's one of the misconceptions of getting into any kind of business that you've got to have, you know, this idea, you've got to have money to make money or yeah. you've, you've got to, you know, um, I completely believe in investing in yourself. No, I do. And, and I know you do as well. Um, and I think that's different from necessarily going, I've got to spend, you know, X, hundreds of thousands on a franchise or on a, uh, you know, setting up a shop or whatever like that. And if anything, I think with eBay, with Amazon, all of that, it gives you an opportunity to set up for relatively small amounts of money. Um, And I think you're right. You know, I had sold some bits on eBay, kind of like you just decluttering and things like that in the past. Um, I knew Amazon as a concept because I bought from there. And that's why I maybe felt a bit more confident and I went and got educated in it. And I think... Like anything, I suppose with eBay, there was probably that element of you don't necessarily need to spend loads of money on necessarily getting educated in it. Like I would say, I would definitely advocate getting self-educated in property and things like that. There's a lot more money to lose. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you're 50 quid. If none of that had sold, for example, it's 50 quid. You'd have left. Exactly. You know, you'd have dealt with it. I would (laughs)
1: have. One less meal
0: out. (laughs) Exactly. This is it. So I think that's the... I suppose the lesson that I want to get across the listeners as well. um, And I'm sure this is kind of your sentiment that you can just start. Choose an amount of money that is acceptable Mm -hmm. and go with it and just
1: try something. Right. Definitely. Like I think just start is probably like one of my, I think it's a bit of advice I give so often to people. I mean, not in a, a bigger idea, you know, just start, you know, going to spend a hundred (laughs) grand, but on this definitely like people ask me so many questions of like, well, how do you do this? I'm like, Just go and do. I actually say to people a lot, go and declutter, Mm -hmm. but treat it as a business. Yes. So do everything as if you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, like if if you want to sell women's clothes, clothing, go to your wardrobe, actively declutter that. Yeah. Use that as a learning opportunity. You'll learn the process of how you list, how you take photographs, you know, how you're going to price things. Do you want to use auctions? Do you want to use buy it now? Yeah it's like a good way to feel and that's no risk that's just you know earning because it's stuff you already own yeah so that's a really good but just do it like yeah you can't learn you can learn only so much until you go and actually do the thing in practice yeah. and that's you know that's just my biggest oh, complete, thing
0: <laughs> completely I agree yeah having uh, you know self-confessed uh, uh shelf development and <laughs> um you know course junkie at times and chasing that shiny penny that actually stick to something get that focus. You know, for for many people though, with me now, obviously, yes, I've got this podcast as a focus and helping other people to leverage Mm -hmm. um, and take that to the next level now. But when I really focused on the type of businesses I was getting into, so Amazon and service accommodation in terms of the property strategy, because again, I've kind of pretty much tried every property strategy there was. Um, And it was, like I said, it was only until I tried them that actually I found out
1: which one was a good fit for me as well. Exactly, because the thing is, they're all viable businesses a lot of the time. Like yep. someone's doing every type of strategy. Exactly. But you can't do all of them. Yeah. So you can read about all of them, but until you go and practice and, you know, what suits your personality, what your character, your situation, mm-hmm. the time you can invest, all of it, and just what you enjoy. Like different yeah. things have different sort of requirements to them. And yeah. I think it's all just, you have to go and do it.
0: Give it a try. Exactly. Give it a try. Cool. So couple of things again to get more into the Mm -hmm. like the how-to are there any particular rules or criteria you stick by for your business obviously you've mentioned that now you've gone down this more uh quirky vintage um women's fashion route specifically um is there any other rules criteria that you stick by in your business like a particular profit margin anything like that that you think again be useful to know
1: I mean, it's definitely developed, mm-hmm. and it's it's probably got to this point relatively recently. I would say I've tried a yeah. lot. I did try um, selling all different types of things mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, I don't want to go somewhere and know there's lots of profit in it and not sell it. Yes. <laughs> um. And I do still struggle with that sometimes. And if I see something with lots of profit, I probably will pick it up and I will sell it. <laughs> <laughs> because why wouldn't you? Um. But actually, I was like, no, know your brand. Mm-hmm. This is what I enjoy. Like, I quit my job in London because I didn't enjoy it. And when yeah. I started having to go and source things that – I didn't enjoy as much, mm. it kind of was starting to get back to that. It felt a bit more sort of, of a chore to do it. Yeah. So I definitely now have focused purely on the um, sort of women's fashion. And yes, now because the nature of what I do being arbitrage, which yeah. isn't wholesale, so it's not like you list something once and then, you know, thousands of the same things will sell from it. Mm-hmm. Either you list, yeah. that sells, you list something else, that sells. Yeah. There has to be a good profit margin. And yeah. I want the I want the percentage to be at least 60 percent yep ideally 70 well, yep. percent ideally more but like yes that range 60 to 70 as a minimum yep yeah and I won't accept a value profit or I try not to accept a value profit less than 25 pounds got it yep again it's not always happening and it's it's kind of in the development stage yeah but that's sort of making my work more efficient mm-hmm. um because you know for the same tasks I'm yep. getting more like when I started out I was which was a learning curve. I was picking out things and, you know, maybe there'll be five pound profit in it. And some people have businesses completely based on that. Yeah, And they do earn a, you know, a good amount. I'm not saying it's going to be a life changing and they're going to move into a mansion, yeah. but that for me. So it's definitely the percentage, but also in in line with it has to be actually that value as well because 60 percent could still be five pound on a really cheap item (laughs) so the actual value of the profit is important to me as well
0: no that's a really good thing so i think you hear people talk about like profit margins and things which i think works in say like uh you know private labeling of amazon like you say because you list it and then Thousands of those items yeah. keep going whether you, you know, change your listing or not. Exactly. Like say you've got a value in each task you do because you've got to keep repeating those tasks. Yeah. So uh, leads me on nicely. Ooh. <laughs> um, so a lot of people, and again, probably myself included, uh, especially if anyone's heard me speak on stage, when I talk about Amazon, one of the things I love about it is the leverageability of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, after all this is called Leverage Lifestyle. Um, How do you make ebay work for you in terms of leveraging in terms of maximizing your time again is there any tips and tricks you can s- share with our listeners that might also be applicable to other businesses about how you yeah no definitely
1: um well that. definitely i'm still sort of in the process of this i would say the last six months have been a massive turning sort of turning curve no, turning a, point turning point that's oh one. <laughs> like learning curve turning point oh i'm just combining the two um so i think A really important thing is I've taken my personal life and now like that's been really cut down in terms of, not personal life, but sort of activities. So cleaning, cooking, all the the things I'm not very good or enjoy, (laughs) they've sort of been cut out. So like when I do have my own time, it's all for me. So that's nice. But I think we've spoken about this offline where (laughs) I've taken down my business to three days a week for eBay. And in that time, I've also increased my income by three times perfect yeah. <laughs> like by threes that's yeah, easy yeah, to yeah. remember um and that, that is purely down to processes and that was a very conscious decision because mm-hmm. I'm all about efficiency I love a bit of efficiency good 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 um but because I am planning within the next six months and it was meant to be earlier but you know my situation I've just broken up with someone I've like <laughs> moved twice in like three month period Still going on forever. <laughs> I know so everything got like pushed back a little bit but in the next six months, I am getting like office space because I do want to employ someone to come and do some of the tasks that I don't love doing in my business. Uh-huh. Um, but before I did that, I wanted my processes to be really tight. Yes. Because I want that, you know, I still want their time to be efficient. I'm paying them and I want them to not be working, not more than they need to. But, you know, yeah. I don't want to be paying somebody for something that can be done quicker. Yes. Um. So I think I kind of made a really conscious decision to sort of really focus on the processes for me to kind of leverage my time currently you know that allowed mm-hmm. me the two days that now have allowed me to do the Etsy um shop that I now do um but also with the sort of thought in mind that I know I want other people to come in and start doing this mm-hmm. and I need a very structured sort of process in place for all elements of it yeah so that's my answer to your question yeah
0: perfectly <laughs> and actually, no yeah, absolutely perfectly because I think one of the things that people look to do is maybe hire when they haven't got their processes yeah. aligned, they haven't then kind of worked those processes themselves. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things of like to shove everything at a VA or an outsourcer yeah. or, you know, an actual physical team member and then they're coming into this chaos and they don't know what they're doing. Like you said, that's not efficient either because you're paying them now. Exactly. You need to pay them and yourself. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you've now just increased your outgoings but you've not necessarily got anything extra for it yeah exactly um so I think one of the key things I always mention especially you know we've got the Viva Club as many of our listeners know uh, our virtual assistant portal mm-hmm. and one of the key things we share in there is actually have your processes and checklists and everything <clears throat> sorry there ready to go so that your VA your freelancer your outsourcer can be like Hit, yeah. the, hit the ground running um, exactly. and be super efficient because at the end of the day yes you might be paying them less than you want to necessarily
1: pay yourself but they're still a, a you're no. still paying them you're still paying them <laughs> like, so, so you want them to not be being paid more than they, not being paid more than they need to be but in no. time sense
0: exactly yeah exactly so. if, if they can do something in an hour because you've laid out the process rather yeah. than two hours that makes complete sense no, Definitely. So, yeah no i'm glad you brought that up because i think again when people are maybe still building their business on the side or part-time for a while that actually that can fall by the wayside because they're just so busy doing the business yes. and that's one of the things that i want to get across in leverage lifestyles one of the things we talk about in the um life leverage online Masterclass is having your process and checklists first
1: before hiring yeah. no you don't i remember having a conversation with someone <laughs> and they well i'm sure lots of people have said this it's not like new information but it really resonated with me and it was basically Even when you're a small business, plan as if you're a big business. Because sort of implementing strategies and processes, once you're so much bigger,
2: Mm. becomes
1: such a mammoth task. Whereas if you do it small, but then just follow them through, like they're there, like you don't have to do anything. Whereas if you try and kind of go back on yourself and do it all, like that's just an absolute nightmare of a situation, which I would not be good with.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's funny you bring up that. Um, I have so many people come to me, uh, who want to maybe work with us, be mentored clients, uh, do the life, lifestyle, Online masterclass. And they're like, yeah, but I don't think I'm ready yet. I'm like, this is the perfect time before you think you're ready because so many think people think, oh, I'll, I'll do this once I've got the business up and running. Yeah. Once I'm in it, once it's going, once it's big enough, once I've got the income. Yeah. It's like, but by that time, like you said, it's going to be this huge mammoth task that actually, if you start as you mean to go on, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you say, act like you're a bigger business than you are when you're small how much is that going to save you in time and, and money
1: like, and effort and just your mindset you're mm. you're prepping yourself for that like it's <laughs> i'm just gonna throw quotes at you unquote <laughs> <but> <laughs> Love it. i don't know what this is from i think it might be from a film um but it's like dress for the job you want Ooh. do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. don't sort of sit there and wait till you're ready because you'll never feel ready mm-hmm. like you it's that sort of uncomfortable situation that then pushes you like I have, I like, I quit my job, but I have to be honest, like, now I've just broken up with my partner, so I don't have that sort yeah. of support necessarily, fin- financially, he didn't support me that way, but, yeah. you know what I mean, like, splitting fall- the bills or such. Yeah, like, know? just that yeah. like, fallback, like, he has a, nor- a normal job, but <laughs> he has an employed job. Yes. So, you know, like, if I can't pay one month, like, there was always that sort of, oh, I, you know, it can get covered, It never yes. came to that, but... Yeah it's that security Mm. and I think you know the thought that I'm now going to go and rent this office space as well as renting my own place again in London which is happening in the weekend which I need Mm. to get my ass into gear on (laughs) um you know like I do have this like oh oh god what am I doing but it's like I know it like it's time like I need that fear is what's going to drive me for it to be successful it's not so scary that it's keeping me up every night but You do have to have that element of like discomfort, I think. Yeah. To sort of push you and to propel you forward quicker than you would if you wait. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, I feel like there's a friend's quote in that, like the field of
1: fear. Yeah. Oh my God, I quote this all the time. There you go. See, Chandler and... uh, I'm too afraid. Yeah, too afraid. Yeah.
0: This is it. So, um, yeah, if anyone's a friend's fan, you'll you'll know what me and Emma are on about. We like a friend's quote every now and again. Uh, You've got to feel some of that fear. Yes. and do it anyway. Is then Susan Jeffers' so. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So love it. Thank you for those because I think that's really good advice uh, for all the listeners there. So you talked about um, the Etsy business as well. Mm-hmm. Is there? So uh, I love the idea of multiple streams of income. Yeah. When you're ready for it, and of course, like trying to build on each, which is one of the things we're doing at the moment. I've got some exciting. Updates for the listeners very soon with some of our essay business stuff and things like that. Um, we've just got to wait for the dot the I's and cross the T's <laughs> before we share that. But um I'm always like, how can you build on knowledge you've already learned, um, structures you've already learned, and things like that. So I know with the Etsy business, it's selling online again, which yeah. now you've got experience in. Um, how you're taking what you've learned within eBay and doing and some of the other businesses maybe you were learning when you were doing the independent earner stuff mm-hmm. and how you've kind of built on that and is there anything else you want to pursue
1: in that area um mm. <laughs> good question <laughs> i mean definitely it appealed i mean etsy is uh, i'm aware of it I, i've never really i don't think i've ever bought anything on it myself no, I've not, no. no i mean i'm aware of it and i know a lot of people who do sell on ebay actually sell the similar items on etsy in that sense right so i had an awareness of it definitely it's in the similar area so that's kind of what drove me to it but also I think this it's this sort of um you know I used to do art I'm like quite mm-hmm. into art yeah and I think I've become really aware since being self-employed like I have a different time every time entrepreneur business owner, <laughs> self-employed yeah. whatever it is um of actually what my values are like mm-hmm. I think and there's nothing wrong with either but I think you have to be really aware some people are driven by completely money like I'm driven by money I'm not saying I'm not you know like they will genuinely love anything they do that earns them money like just being a business person is so motivational for them and that's fantastic there's Mm -hmm. nothing against that that's awesome some people are still driven by money and you know being in business is really motivational but also they do have like real passions and Mm. I I think doing Etsy because that's me actually doing art prints or along those lines and it kind of tapped into that sort of art side of me the creative side and I really <laughs> don't know how to wear this but it's sort of it really speaks to me like mm-hmm. I really enjoy that there's something in that that I find so fulfilling yeah um and again it kind of just I mean it didn't come because like, I want to do something artsy yeah. it came because I, I have an idea I think there's a market for it and yeah. I'm gonna go and do it <laughs> yeah um but in doing that I became really conscious of oh I this is I really enjoy this like yeah I sort of, how I structure my week, I have three days on eBay and then sort of two days towards the end and that'll become more Etsy and other things. And I look forward to those two days so much Mm -hmm. because I like doing that side of it. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. Did I go off on a complete tangent? No, no. You're saying like, (laughs) what else are
0: you going to pursue and things like that? So I think... Um, again, you brought up a good point. And funny enough, I did an episode on this as well oh, did you? about the whole, is it for the money or is it for the passion? Yeah. Uh, and can you merge the two? Well, you're living proof that you can then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always say it's like most of us will have some sort of creative side. Yeah. And sometimes business, if it's all about the money or the structures or the process feels like, well, where's the creativity? So then it's like, okay, how can you build a business that also speaks to your create? creative side. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, you know, you're proving it's working. No, definitely. Um I know you said obviously you were like, well, you know, you were building it coming up to Christmas. You were thinking, oh, it'll drop off in January, but again mm. you're seeing
1: some great sales in January. Yeah, well. no, definitely. I'm 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 very pleasantly surprised. Like I literally started this at the end of last year as yeah. a business. It was, you know, it's very early doors in it. And it's growth already and also because I put no input into it this month because I have just been on, like, the moving mind track. Yeah. I um, haven't put into anything, if I'm honest, um, work-wise. Um, yeah, like, I'm very happy with how it's going, and definitely that is a – I want to bring that up to be sort of in line with the – I want them both to grow quite exponentially this year. Yeah. Um, and I want them to be comparable. Yeah. Like, it is obviously the new sort of one-on-the-mix, but it's definitely going to get a lot of my focus this year. Cool.
0: Ah, love it. Okay, um, so we talked about, yeah, so Rachel was asking about leveraging the eBay business. So I think one of the things you've talked about there is you specifically say, okay, I'm only going to spend three days on this. So mm-hmm. I suppose having that, did you have the goal that you also wanted to increase the income whilst reducing your hours? Was that kind of in your mind?
1: or Previously or going forward?
0: Um, or so you talked <laughs> about, obviously, three days and then it's 3x the income. Yeah. Was that
1: planned or... Yeah. As a result of becoming more efficient. Both. It was Both. planned. Yeah. I think it, I don't know. I, it was like, I wanted to go down to three days maintaining, hopefully becoming more efficient. Yeah. Hence improving sales. Yeah. I have also combined that with new strategies of like increasing my profit margins, et yeah. cetera. So, you know, there's a few sort of combining factors. Yeah. But definitely it was the goal. I think I actually, in my head was a bit more like, it would be great to double it. Like take it to three days and double it.
2: Yeah.
1: But I kind of took it to three days and tripled it, which was Fantastic. lovely. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was kind of, that was not by accident because it was by design. I was making it more efficient, but you know what I mean. Yes.
0: So when you make it more efficient, is do you block tasks together? What's the thing that you've noticed that's made it more efficient?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Definitely uh... task block. I remember having this exact conversation with another eBay, um, person who has an eBay business um and we were talking i was like you have to block you have to block activities like (laughs) please just block them (laughs) and she was like no i i want to i want to take one item and kind of do every element of it in one go yeah in her mind she was like it's just more satisfying because then i see like it's something from start to finish and it's live and it's active and it's on ebay yeah and i was like i get it i get it as maybe as a motivator yeah but as a business like concept no you can't do that (laughs) like if you want to be efficient with your time that's you can't work that way and you know getting 300 things on in a minute is also very motivational at the end of the process it's just a slightly longer you know period of time to get that done um but yeah i definitely block time together i i'm very i am very structured now actually in how i do even to sort of where i source Mm -hmm. my items yeah I have set routes. I have Mm -hmm. precise times. I like when I'm going to go to all the places because I know like where is good to source now. Because it's something Mm -hmm. I've learned. Yeah, it's not something I could have done straight away because it is from experience. Yes, like knowing where I'm going to go. And so yeah, there's definitely blocking and there's definitely like very structured to every element of it. Yeah, but that is a learned thing. Like I I would recommend still just go and do it. Yes, and then you know quickly figure it out. But don't think you need to have that structure before you even start yeah if that makes sense
0: i think it's a good thing It was one of the actually elements within uh our online masterclass we talk about time blocking and putting the same activities together mm-hmm. um, and so i think for any business there are certain things like you know if you need to do some admin stuff if you're trying to do admin but also trying uh. to do some sales calls and also trying to you know whatever it might be that actually no one thing is going to get done very well no um so you know great tip really but- i think any business?
1: I'm, it's also not natural for me. Like, I'm a very... <laughs> I get an idea and I'm like, oh, I need to go and do that. Or And I get ideas generally <laughs> in business and strategy. And it's like, I have to be like, no, I have a notepad now. And I just write everything down. And then yeah. I have a time slot. And that's when I'll, like, look at it. Yeah. Because it's just, well, get it out. I won't forget it. Yeah. And then I think I put on my... Um, oh, I mean, this wasn't work-related, but I was actually photographing the other day. And I just... <laughs> really unwork-related. But I was like, oh, I wonder if animals laugh. And it was, like, starting to consume me. I was like, this is what I mean. My brain can just go off in any direction, and it's amazing. Um, So even that, I was like, write a note. I want to know this, but I'll look it up later. I'm not going to take away from, like, my photographing now. Yes.
0: Oh, I love it, love it, love it. I know. Oh, it's all good. Do you know what? That is um, something that comes up a lot. I noticed uh, a lot of the community has I'm in. Uh, I know another friend and entrepreneur of mine, uh, Natalie, mentioned about how she comes up with all her ideas, and she has – I think she bought herself a, like a third uh, whiteboard for Ooh, home. I love a uh, whiteboard. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, we love a whiteboard. But obviously, with kids, it probably wouldn't work so well uh, now. So I love my Evernote. I'm kind of mm. it's, it's here for my questions as well. Oh, look, there's a star from Ella's Diddy Dance. Oh, see, huh? <laughs> <laughs> kids everywhere. Kids White everywhere. Whiteboards, Evernote. <laughs> that's it. How has things changed in business since uh, you've had kids? I've well, the stickers but,
1: around me. <laughs>
0: they're everywhere. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's Evernote just... For the ease of referencing as yeah. well and the, i know it's not going to get wiped off and um, so yeah that's really good that actually you mentioned about that because i know many people who do want to get into business it's just idea after idea after idea and it's like which like where does my brain go mm. how do i focus so yeah <laughs> no,
1: definitely i remember someone saying to me that when you kind of start working for yourself or have businesses mm. you will not be short of business ideas you'll have every, you'll have so many and a lot of good ones a lot of genuinely viable mm. ones and i think this goes back to the definitely definitely point yeah it's like genuinely like the hardest part of business is saying no to almost everything (laughs) Yeah, like actually acknowledging like that or at least benching it maybe not no but a no for now yes
0: I think that's the yeah clear thing I used to be very much like oh let's just say yes to every opportunity and see what see what happens but actually as soon as I started focusing and saying okay like say either no for now or no actually that's not what I want and many times I've even you know, kind of gone through the whole process of uh, listening everything out, like what would it mean? How many hours am I going to put on that? What's the return on my time into that as well? And I think when you figure out, actually, I could put my time into that thing and I'm going to get a better return on my invested time. Like, uh, talk about roti, a return on time invested, um, rather than this other thing that I'm supposed to do or that people are expecting of me that actually wouldn't align with where I want to go. Um and especially for myself and Stephen and now obviously with our children, it is that leveraged lifestyle. It is like how can we best use our time to then have time then with kids more than anything, and together as well. Of course. Of course. course. (laughs) Um, But yeah, when we get Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that. It's all good. Um so one of the things you mentioned as well, um, you speaking, obviously, to a lot of people within the eBay seller community and things mm-hmm. like that. One of the things you've done is sharing your journey on YouTube. Um, if anyone wants to check it out, we'll put the link in the show notes, but it's essentially Emma Reseller. It is indeed. That's what it says on the tin. There we go. Uh, <laughs> nice and easy. Um, so, obviously, you sharing your journey on there. What's the thought and motivation behind that? Is there any particular goal you wanted with that, um, you know, when you set it up? to so what it is maybe
1: now? Um, it's definitely changed. I I think we did speak about this as well, where I I kind of, I'm still a little bit sort of almost uncertain where I am going with it currently. Mm -hmm. It was initially to actually from my accountability. Ah, okay, cool. Kind of just putting stuff out there. I also have the Instagram, which isn't as active, but yeah, like it kind of gives me accountability. It was actually just sharing. I wanted to learn from others. I felt like I had, you know, I wanted I really want people to do this. Like, I, we have friends, a couple of whom, who one's doing it quite successfully, yeah. another one's like attempting it, and I think has tried. And it really, I think, is such an easy way to make money. <laughs> I'm throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Going to come back and bite me in the ass. Um, No, but you know, I just think I want people mm. to live the life they want, and if you yeah. know, they want the freedom to be with their kids. Like, I really, if you know, me giving a little bit of information around mm. is helpful for that, then. Like, great, like I want to share that. And I think that's where it sort of stemmed from as well as my accountability on things I'm doing, maybe. yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that's it, really. (laughs) No,
0: that's cool. Um, I'm glad you brought the accountability thing because, again, um, it's something that I've talked about a lot. Uh, I actually shared five different ways to keep yourself accountable. Didn't share the YouTube channel, so there we go. (laughs) It's an extra one for you all. Um, And it's one thing, again, that I've been very lax on, but I want to share my journey. One of the reasons I do the podcast essentially it means I don't have to put my makeup on. Uh, And you know, that
1: is a treat. Well, I
0: never did arrive and I was still in my dressing gown uh, because uh, I nearly
1: joined. I was like, oh, is it dressing gown time? Dressing (laughs) gown time.
0: Uh, Because Milo had been, um, yes, um, a handful, shall we say. Bless him. No, uh, he's, and then was super cute when you arrived, of course, like nothing at ever. I knew Auntie Ellen was coming. So so I think, yeah, one of the reasons I haven't necessarily done to video consistently is just the structure of it. One of the reasons I absolutely love doing the podcast, I can kind of stick on the microphone and we're good to go. As um, so I probably just hit that and uh, poor editor is like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. I think that's uh, really useful. Um, and I think actually kind of a hallmark again, of a lot of people I know, maybe it's just the people I know, um, but they want to share some of that. They want to pass it on. Yeah. There's like, I've learned something. There's another way. And I want other people to know that if that's right for them,
1: they can do it too. You know, well that's a really key point as well like if it's right for them I think when I I've always I've always had this desire to work for myself although I call myself like an accidental entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I remember, I don't even remember this, when we were maybe 12 or 13 at school we had um like career advice mm-hmm. sessions. Yes. And we had to go and sit in this effectively a cupboard which was an office and talk to someone. Um and she was like what do you want to do and I remember saying I want to be a hairdresser. And she was like, oh, no, your grades, you know, you're getting too, you're too good grades in maths and things. And I remember saying to her, I was like, I want to own a hairdresser's. So I want to have it as my business. She was like, no, you need to go and do something else. Really annoyed me. <laughs> uh, but you know, I have a slight issue with um, them. <laughs> yeah. It's like at 12. I'm like, oi. <laughs> Listen. Um, but no, and I, so I've always had that yeah. sort of in me. Yeah. And I think I want everyone to have the freedom, but I'm wrong. I'm wrong with that because it's right for me yeah and my ex-partner he loved his job I was so jealous he worked he was a programmer he would jump out of bed in the morning to go to work he loved it he would come home and he still want to work on it it wasn't like he had to Mm. and you know that's right as well like don't feel I think I know someone said to me on my Instagram they're like oh I feel like sometimes I feel bad for not wanting to like Mm. give up my job like like, don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, do what's right for you. I say it because it's what I'm doing. It's what I'm trying to motivate. Yes. But that's because the, hopefully, or hopefully, the people who watch me are sort of of that mindset. Yes. I don't want to go around to people who aren't of that mindset and be like, oh, you're wrong. Yeah. Because it's not it. Like, you have, to, you have to have good self-awareness. Yeah. And not, well, I think someone I know, you know, try to do it. And I think it's really easy to see sort of an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur life and be like oh that's that's lovely you know Um, they just seem to be jet setting and doing this and they're always free they always they're always around for lunch when I want to do it and it's like no like no there is a lot you know I've had sleepless nights I'm like oh I'm not getting a guaranteed paycheck that's scary yes and you know like recognize anyone don't if you love what you do and that is Mm. an employed job you've won the lot, like that's winning yeah. as well. Like as yeah. much as anyone else, like that's great. Yeah, the guaranteed paycheck at the yeah, end of and the Yeah, you love <laughs> it. I'm good.
0: That's that. No, I think that's really key. And it's kind of, one of why I put it in there in my statement, because I've probably been exactly like you that I was thinking, you know, everyone needs to know about this. Everyone should have the life they mm. want and things like that. But like you say, the life they want may be as simple as being a stay-at-home mum, being an employed person with a guaranteed paycheck, And don't want any kind of side hustle. Again, I'm I'm assuming most of the people who listen to this do want something else. But I think it's also like if your partner or family members don't get it or they don't want it themselves, that's okay. And being understanding of the other people around you who, like I say, don't get it, don't understand, but actually, you know, they're still your supporters. They'll still be
1: there for you. Yeah, that's it. I think it's a support. Like if there's someone who doesn't get it and they always question it you're like oh but are you gonna get a proper job now are you gonna do that's that's not positive yes but something you know like just allowing like oh yeah like come on you can do this i'm gonna go into my job (laughs) yeah so if we if it doesn't all work i can afford (laughs) our life (laughs) no i agree with that like Mm. it's you can have completely different sort of outlooks but still be supportive of each other and that's really key
0: yeah yeah exactly um so yeah it's definitely something i've learned along the way that you've whoever it's right for is the, is the message definitely that's cool okay is there something you can impart from the journey that you've been on so far like since leaving your job um have kind of probably had quite a lot of lessons along the way already within the podcast but something you'd really want to impart to people
1: uh, from your journey so far what would it be i think it's please don't think you're meant to know everything when you start mm-hmm. being like working for yourself or anything like that like I really am still so uncertain about what the future, like long term looks yeah. like. I mean, I know what my life goal looks like, but in terms of businesses, I've got so many ideas and I feel like <laughs> this year is going to be kind of a kind of a fundamental one. Like I'm going to go into a third thing yep. and it's going to be bigger and it's going to have a little bit more sort of scalability to yep. a higher level and that sort of thing. Yeah. But if you like, I'm really not sitting here going, I'm 100 percent. And on what that is now. I've got so many sort of interlinking ideas. Mm. And sometimes I think I say to you, that's when the imposter syndrome comes in. I'm like, oh, yeah. people talk that you should have this clear vision and all of this. And yeah. I remember someone saying to me that like life, I guess, but in terms of business, you might have a kind of destination, which you do, but actually you can only ever see, say you're driving at night, you mm. can only see the lights in front of you. So just mm. know you're on the journey and you're constantly moving forward. Yeah, But actually you don't need to see the 50 miles ahead yeah. at the end of the journey. You just need to see the next 10 metres of that journey yeah. progress. It should always be, if you want it to be, it should always yeah. be evolving and progressing.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but don't beat yourself up if you don't have this really clear vision because mm. I don't, but I also have a real confidence that I know I will achieve this, yes. if that makes sense. I think yeah. that's that's that would be my thing.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Love that. And um, Something came off my head then and I was like, Yes, so one of the questions we had, I'll I'll come to a few of the uh, community questions. So I think it was Sharon, um, because I think this links into what you just said there. Do you have a vision or a bigger why that you are working towards? Maybe it's what your life looks like, like you Mm. said, like that kind of, that end, um, what it looks like, the destination, or has that been evolving? Um, Is there a bigger reason for this all for
1: you? Yeah, there definitely is. Like my... That is probably the clear vision. Mm-hmm. And that is I've always wanted quite a flexible not travel lifestyle. I'm not like somebody who wants to travel. I want a flexible living lifestyle, let's say. I yes. I imagine my partner was Italian, but I still love Italy and I've always wanted to live in Italy, even mm-hmm. before I was with him. So I have this image of, you know, being able to spend three months living in Italy, and then I love Costa Rica. So being there for like four months and then, you know, maybe in Spain and Kind of in a settled way. And I'm not saying yes. it will always be three months, three months, three months. Yeah. Oh, that would be lovely. I'm not complaining if that's it. We'll take that. <laughs> but that, that has definitely always been. I don't, I definitely don't want to live in the UK forever yeah. or permanently. Yes. Um, I do love London. So I probably will always have like a bolt hole there or something. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of it. I just want this flexibility. And I think that's also sometimes where my vision is not difficult for me because I want that but I do love business as well mm. and it's like oh I almost have to remind myself not to put myself in a situation business-wise like that's why so many ideas sort of come in I'm like oh, I do like it mm. but actually will it allow me to have that mm-hmm. level of flexibility because yeah. I actually will or as quickly as I want that flexibility yeah. because I will need to sort of be around to implement this and do that a little bit more mm-hmm. and you know, the bigger businesses get, they do tend to require a little bit more initial input yeah. to allow the passive and the, you know, the amazing like laptop laptop lifestyle, which can always be achieved. But, you know, as you said, we've known each other 20 years, I'm not getting younger. <laughs> um, So it's just, that's kind of the balancing act that yeah. when my ideas come to me now, I have quite a, not a literal checklist, but it's like, oh, my values are quite strong to me. Does it align with that? Or oh, this is my life goal in terms of flexibility and where I want to live. Can it work with that? Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. So my why is that that's lifestyle. Cool. But.
0: Um, if you don't mind me asking, so again, Sharon asked about what values do you hold dear? So, of course, if you're saying that that's kind of part of your mental checklist more than anything, yeah. are there any particular values that really you're like, no, that's not going to align with my values? I've, I can cross that one off.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of. Two. And one is, well, one is very much sustainability. And that's kind of developed alongside my eBay thing. I think I became very aware of fair fashion Mm. because of eBay. Yeah. I mean, I I was aware of it before, but um, not to the same level. And I've read a few books and I think there's a documentary now. I haven't actually seen that, but um, about fair fashion. And that aligns, like fortunately, it aligns with my eBay business. Um, you know, not sort of having this fast fashion where you just buy something and then chuck it and it's bad for the environment. But, you know, we talk about this a lot. I'm in every sense, like in terms of lifestyle, I'm quite into that. And I'm very aware there were ideas that maybe came before that now I would find it really difficult to kind of fit into that box. And it's important to me. And I I think I go through ways like, oh, (laughs) not is it important? It it is always important to me. But actually... You know, like, oh, am I, am I sort of shooting myself in the foot by cutting out all these ideas that other people mm. are probably going to take up? And then I have to go, like, I don't care. Yes. Like, they're my values. Let it go. <laughs> like, yeah. remember that and it's, yeah. you know, move on. And that's definitely one. And then another one, and this is, it's kind I think it stems back to the entrepreneur comment I made mm-hmm. really early doors, um, which is, you know, like it's kind of that celebrity term now. Because mm. I... I think it's great to share knowledge and teach others, and there's nothing against that. Yeah. But I do – because, like, a few times my ex said it to me as well. He's like, oh, you need to do a course on eBay. And I I do really want to, and I know we've discussed it. We have. (laughs) But I do have in my head, I'm like, I want to be at this level in terms of my income before I do that. Yeah. I really – you know, like, authenticity and integrity around that Mm. is really important to me. I don't want – I don't want to be earning on oh, just enough, or I don't want to fudge the numbers. Like I sometimes see, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I've seen it on people I follow. Um, you know, they're like, Oh, I've got a hundred grand business. And then it comes like, Oh, but that's over six years. So you've got a, yeah, you know, and I was like, it's true. Yes. And I'm not taking away from that being yeah. true, but you know, that that comes across the way that comes yeah, across. Yeah,
0: It's not a six figure a year. It's yeah yeah you and got there eventually after six years which which is amazing exactly. and i'm not taking
1: away from that no, exactly no. and that's like incredible yeah but i think that's just kind of my other yeah. value is like yeah, yeah. i don't i want to have integrity in yeah. what i do so make sure when i do ever share like i mean i share things free now i'm yes. not saying i don't no. but you know if i ever charge for it or anything like that like i want it to just know that i've kind of been successful yeah. in that yeah but they're my two values love it yeah um,
0: uh, as you know, they're very close to my heart as Indeed. well. Indeed, uh, <laughs> sustainability and um, yeah, integrity with all that. And I, I think that was a key thing as well. Like for so long, people are asking us about virtual assistance, for example, and yeah. how to outsource and systemize and do all that. And it's like, well, until we have, until we know it's working, until we know we've got a team that's been working for us for a long time, and we can yeah. wholeheartedly get behind that like i'll give you some advice like say yeah usually free or you know make a charity donation or something like yeah that. exactly but um, yeah until that so yeah that's that's why i feel sometimes people are
1: doing things very quick
0: nowadays and maybe it is like you say aligned with that kind of celebrity fame culture i think, it is. I think 15 minutes of fame
1: they're like i want to be an entrepreneur yeah so i want to teach you how like i want to show you that i've got this splash car and like that's great I mean, I love seeing it. Like you're one of my biggest motivators when I see your lovely house <laughs> oh, and everything. You you've me. like massively, like I find it so inspirational. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it has to come from an authentic yes. I think people are just like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, so I'm gonna start taking pictures of like my nice holiday and my nice car. It's like, okay, but what'd do you do? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what'd do you do to earn the money? <laughs> yes. Like that still has to be an important part of it.
0: That's it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I still yeah. yeah, that's where I sometimes get the imposter thing of thinking like are people going to think this is real or like it's just staged? Like obviously, you know, oh, I right know now you. you live in a,
1: you live, in a. we, we actually live here. Yeah, no,
0: <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, no, just rented. No, you day. live yeah. in a, <laughs> no,
1: I'm, I'm Jacob. She does live here.
0: we just rented <laughs> the, lovely uh, house. yeah, just rented the Tesla for the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's all good. Right. Let's do some quick facts. Uh, somehow Ooh. we've got to like an hour. I don't even know how that's happened. Okay. But it's all good. We love a fine. We love a conversation. And uh, there's been plenty of value nuggets there. I hope you're enjoying this all. Um, so let's do some quick fire. Best and worst thing about working for yourself?
1: Um, best thing, flexibility. Yeah. Like it definitely, even though I'm not flexible to travel like three months at a time. Yeah. You know, I am flexible. I can see people whenever I want. I can go on like holidays for two weeks as I need to and still earn. So that's lovely is the flexibility. The worst thing is the easiest thing, the lack of social interaction uh, for me. Like I, re- I think my yep. old job was so social. Yeah. Free bar. I can't stop going on about it. I miss it so much. I only got to enjoy this <laughs> once. Like. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, shame. Um, no. <laughs> but, but, but no, I do. Like, that was such a big element of, like, I think working in London is very sociable. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I really do miss that. And, like, mm. sometimes that's actually something I'm really conscious of this year, of going and forcing yeah. more social interaction. Like, because <laughs> sometimes you can get to the end of the day, especially when I, you know, I don't work with anyone else currently. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I need to see somebody. I need yeah. to talk to somebody. I yeah. need to have do it. Have spoken <laughs> today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do I still have a voice? Yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry, I just good. hit the
1: microphone too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lucky Aaron. He's going to love that. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that is something that comes up uh, a lot within entrepreneur community, business people, um, people who work for themselves, that, yeah, that can be that I'm just working made from home, mm. don't even go out. Um, it's one of the things we're... Um, As we're building up our team and more our physical based team this year, uh, actually having a a kind of an office space at least we can go to if we need it and be around our other team members, but still having that flexibility because that's the whole point of. And that's kind of, I think,
1: where my um, going in to get the office space this year. I mean, I want it because I want to employ someone and they, you know, I don't want them coming to my house. I want them to have an office. (laughs) to go to but actually for me i was like i want that degree of separation yeah i want to be able to go somewhere yeah and not because you know i have a lot of stock and that's currently in my home yes you know i don't have like anywhere else to store it um and that can be a little bit you know i never leave it and i do love what i do so most of the time i don't mind but sometimes it's just nice yeah actually see other people
0: um you brought it up very nicely that I, I have inspired you somewhat. But is there any other um, people that inspire you or things that inspire you? Obviously, you've mentioned a few quotes along the way. Oh, I love a quote. <laughs> I can give you
1: quotes <laughs> all day. There you go. Um, good. Yeah, do you know what? The thing that probably motivates me most – can be backed up by a quote, I'm sure <laughs> – is, um, like, fear of regret. Mm. And I think it, the quote is, you like you'll never regret the things you do – not the, oh my god I've, I've ruined the quilt <laughs> it's fine i will find it so it's like yeah um you'll only regret the things you didn't do d- yes thank you Yeah, <laughs> um and I like I massively think that I always quote to people like imagine mm. on your deathbed are you going to wish you'd spent more hours in the office or are you going to wish you'd sort mm. of taken that chance um and I just think that's the thing like imagine when you're older mm. how like what regret you'll have for staying where you are or doing something different which one's going to give you more regret yeah. and I think once I think about that, go and do the thing that doesn't because yeah. that scares me more than anything
0: like it that's a good one i've had that before so Ew.
1: it's all good uh
0: i love this question i ask it to most of my interviewees Ew. oh god uh <laughs> best advice you've received or maybe some advice you've come up for yourself with. um
1: i oh got so many um <laughs> i guess the best advice is surround yourself the five people you want to be the average of or you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with yes and that's just so true and that's not to say you need to surround yourself with like millionaires and (laughs) that necessarily it's even just positivity yes you're around someone who's like everything that happens is like oh this happened it's just (laughs) it puts you in such a rubbish mindset yeah so I think like that is so fundamental to me like you need to make sure your sort of inner circle preferably like outer circles too but you know your inner circle is a very like positive motivating yeah. place whatever that looks like for you like it yeah. just, you know that isn't going to be like millionaires for everyone or yeah. etc it might just be someone who's like a great mom and like supports you in that yeah. but I don't know just make sure you don't surround yourself with people who don't get you or like your life yeah yeah
0: indeed cool uh, worst advice you've received
1: um well apart from that woman at 13 telling me I shouldn't yes. my hairdressing business um I think yeah I I never knew that I never knew you got told that back then yeah it's really brought up with my my dad loads I don't know why we've spoken about it um but I guess um kind of along a similar line I remember when I was I think I'd quit my job but maybe wasn't in a very sort of successful stage of having my own business let's say (laughs) as we all go through I have to (laughs) say like yeah (laughs) um and someone close to me I can't remember who it was or I won't mention the names Mm -hmm. um kind of like oh you're not meant to love your job like people don't love their jobs like you Mm. don't need to and I was like I just remember thinking like at least try like a try to do something you Mm. love if then you have to go back and get another job Mm. like okay but don't don't just settle that's the status quo so therefore don't even attempt anything more like yeah that's that's a shame yeah like I'm not saying you know sometimes you have to go back and that's fine but try yeah
0: no, oh, God, such a good point. Honestly, I've so many years spent in jobs that I didn't like or working around people that were very demotivating. Yeah. And um, I remember actually um, my last, my final job as County Council before I left. Um, when I first started in the role, because uh, I'd only been in that particular role about a year before I ended up leaving. And uh, one of the guys there, this older gentleman, and he was a great member of the team. And he mentioned to our manager, like, "Oh, Catherine's like such a ray of sunshine when she comes into the office." It was always like, "Hello" and things like that. And I realised towards the end of my role, probably because you know it's a new role, you're, yeah. you're excited about it as well. Equally, but definitely towards the end, and realising it wasn't the role I thought it was going to be, and doing the job I was going to, yeah. and I was just like, "I remember that he said that," and because obviously my manager fed it back to me, and I was like, "I'm not that person anymore, and mm. I need to find her again." Yeah. So I think that's a really no, important definitely. um yeah like I say good piece of advice to give that actually you can enjoy what you do whether that's employed or self-employed that's or kind of it as well it's
1: like even if it is an employed job i know loads of people who have employed jobs that they love yeah so like if, if what you do at the minute doesn't like make your heart sing or whatever the phrase is yeah Go and get another employed job. Go and train to do something else. It's still, mm. like, secure, you know. You're still going to get, like, a monthly paycheck. Yeah. But find the thing that you enjoy. Yeah. Like, for the love of God, like, you spend yeah. so much time working. <laughs> well, this is it, <laughs> exactly. Make sure you enjoy that period.
0: Yeah, so true. Uh, of course, my final quickfire question has to be, what does a leveraged lifestyle mean to you?
1: Um, I guess it's just making sure you design the life you want. Like, mm. it's really... And that is so true. Like, it has to be what you want. Don't let it be influenced by what other people want. It's recognising your strengths, working to those, yeah. you know, sort of acknowledging what are your energy givers and takers and yeah. kind of trying to balance them to get rid of the takers and, like, mm-hmm. get more of the givers into your life. And not just people. I mean, yeah. any activity, any situation, yes. all of it. Um. And I think it is really about being honest with yourself and, like, a self-awareness to... Mm to accept that like some people like might love cleaning and you might listen to so many sort of literary things like oh get a cleaner get a cleaner yeah. you might find that a really like zen like buddhist yeah. moment like doing that gives you the thinking time yeah but don't don't feel like you have to go and do that yes it's all about designing the life you want and if there's elements that you really dislike in your life you should try and figure out a way to get rid of them yeah. by outsourcing not just yeah. I mean maybe you can just get rid of them that'd be yeah. awesome I heard you with the ironing yes <laughs> don't i don't so i'm on that train um Uh, but yeah i just think it's designing the life you want and having the courage to be honest about what that is yeah
0: no good point good point it's actually why we start the podcast is saying whatever a leveraged lifestyle looks like for you like what i'm very clear is that i'm not going to be the designer of anyone's life what i hope to do is help you design the life that you want and give you the tools techniques and um, practical resources, but also mindset to help you get there, And confidence, like confidence yes, in yourself to get there. Indeed. Definitely. Okay. So just as we wrap things up, what's next for you personally? I say whether short term, longer term that you maybe see and for the businesses. We had, again, a conversation slightly before we started. and You were like, I don't know how to answer this,
1: Katar. <laughs> like, oh. Well, personally, yeah. definitely move this weekend. There we go. <laughs> get some Short sort term. of packing done for that. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I do. I do kind of have a year plan. Like, I definitely yeah. want to get the office space yeah. for both my Etsy and eBay business. I do want to employ at least one person in that office space. I do want to employ a VA as well for the sort of yep. bits that can be done sort of you remotely. You know to come to. Oh, I'm going to be on you for that. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, and I want to sort of maintain my three day input, but I do want both eBay and Etsy to align with this to be increased by five times yeah. by the end of the year. Um, I also do want a third. Business, yeah, I do. Yep. And it's like that's not just going. Oh, I want it, and there's no ideas. There yep. are there's, plenty. <laughs> there's sort of things in motion there, yes. but it's still very much in the early door. So I think yep. like that's definitely at, at least focus. I want it to be clear where that's going by yep. the end of the year. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. That's a plan. <gasps> and obviously, moving back to London as well. Oh, personally yes. yep. moving back to London. Oh. I miss London so much. <laughs> and not that I, love, I mean, I love Essex. It's lovely. But... Yes, we love Essex. We're born and bred. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) I just need to be able to get anything I want at three in the morning, and I I can't do that in Essex. You cannot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I want a screwdriver. Go and get a screwdriver. Literally, not the drinks.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know. I can get that too. I can't
1: tell (laughs) you. Cool. Uh,
0: And if people want to find out more about what you do, obviously, I mentioned you have your YouTube channel. Is there any other places that you want people to go and
1: No, YouTube really. I mean, I have the Instagram as well, which is under the same name, Emma Reseller. But yeah, definitely YouTube is probably where I give the most value cool. and help people out there. They're interested Super. in that sort of thing.
0: Excellent. Well, we'll make sure that's all in the show notes so it's nice and easy to link to you as well. Ah. But um, yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you again for agreeing to do this. And um, it's been a, a pleasure. And um, I think we've got lots of great insights there from the listeners. So
1: thank you again, Emma. Thank you.
0: And as I uh, say at the end of every episode, I believe there is no better time than now to start creating your leverage lifestyle. Thank you very much.